Welcome to episode two of Tales of Teaching. I'm Bryony Gallagher, and this is a podcast about teachers with an interesting story to tell. This week we're talking to Paul Smith, friend, colleague and creative soul. I don't know, it's going to be about half an hour. Okay. Because I think anyone, any longer and people just don't want to listen to it. And I don't know, how, I decided to chuck the questions out the window. Okay. We'll <laughs> just see how it goes. But the general theme is that I want to talk about like creativity in and kids and how to get it across them. I'm going to go serious now. I love it. <laughs> Originally from the UK, Paul has taught in England, Thailand and Germany. A songwriter, guitarist and now filmmaker, his most recent films have won awards with him specifically being mentioned as an inspirational teacher. We talk about the creative process and how he encourages children to follow his lead. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave me a review on iTunes or leave a comment on my website at talklearning.net. Thanks for listening. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for talking on the podcast. It's quite the build-up. I love it. <laughs> so um, I wanted to that you were the inspiration really to get going with this podcast. One of the things that I took from talking to you quite a bit was that um, you've got to a have a project in mind uh, or an aim or an endpoint, and b you've just got to jump in and then learn as you go along. Is that how you've always approached your project? Yeah, I reckon. So looking at your, you, you're, you're currently doing film, for instance, mm-hmm. how, how did you get into it? I uh, just stumbled on it by accident. I was teaching in Thailand and a friend of mine was um, doing something sort of similar and uh, it just naturally came up in class that we were going to make a film. Yeah, she started asking good questions. And people sort of brought the best of them out. So I asked a friend about how would you edit films together? What would you edit on? Every answer was exciting. Every answer was like, wow, that's so cool. Then when I went back to the class, it was like, oh man, we could, we could green screen. Yeah, everything sort of snowballed from there. So what did your first films look like? Oh, really terrible. Um, the first film film was called uh, The Lost Gems of Skyfire. And it was just literally, just, I don't know, just a class project. It was, um, just came up that we love films. And uh, we just started making this this idea for a film, it's like a kind of mystery film, these kids at a camp where like a, yeah, an evil camp director, he's got some mysterious past where he's looking into dragon spells and stuff like that, I don't know, something ridiculous, it's all sort of her idea, and it's sort of, yeah, it just come together, and it's really fun, I really enjoyed it, it's terrible. Like and and how, film. how long have you been doing films, when was that then, that you made that first I'd one? say like five years ago. And been making films constantly since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, any excuse. <laughs> so, what's your what's your favourite today? My favourite film. Uh, my my favourite film is Space Spiders from Planet Hell. Really? Uh, that's my absolute favourite. <laughs> I just I loved everything about it. My my favourite part of it is it's the most selfless of all the films I've done. It's got the least of me in it, mm. but like the most of me. The, it's it's the most of what makes the films really good. So um, the kids come up with all the idea. I'm very much a yes man. I'm like, yeah, of course we can have a massive spider. Of course it can fight a robot. But how we make all that is kind of like, that's other questions. And then effects and all those sort of things naturally sort of come as the ideas come. 
But that one was just entirely shot by the kids. They held the camera, they did everything. They wrote a soundtrack for it. Like my classroom, one quarter of it was a recording studio. Another part was a set of the inside of a spaceship. And like all of it was them and uh, not me. And I, yeah, I loved it. And so how did you, um, how long did that take to make that film? Ages. Because <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't happen in, in like one clean go. So some of it was a football club, some of it like lunch times and break times, just, yeah, just as things come up. It could have been done maybe in a, in a month, but it didn't work out like that. It just became something they were really interested in. They would come in in the morning, some of them just like making spaceships. So the spaceships were going to be a part of the film. So you added things in as it totally, as it developed. Yeah. yeah. And if we make a spaceship, then we had to make space. So we made space and then a planet to <laughs> revolve around. That's, Every part was handmade. Yeah, I've seen that in a lot of your films. That the props, I, I like the way that you can see um, quite consciously the strings that yeah, the, totally. the objects are being dangled in front of it. It yeah. looks really cool. And just in case uh, anyone wants to click on a film, you can see those on YouTube. Can't yeah, you? yeah. Under uh, Smith Vision. Just go <laughs> Wowbot or something like that. Yeah, and I think I was trying to, I was looking at some again today and I couldn't decide whether Wowbot was my favourite. I just love the music that you've chosen for that yeah, one as yeah. well. Or the Under the Sea film. I yeah, just love yeah. both of those. Possibly, what? yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love them. I think Under the Sea is probably like those, the best. Film in like a, in a, in a, as a standalone film, like almost like not being a little kids' film. It's like a it's a lovely little charming idea. Wow! But I remember when that film started. I was on the grade five camp and I was sat next to Valentina and she was going, "Oh my my, my dad my dad's gonna go have a robot." I was like, "Have a robot?" I was like, "Yeah, he's, he's gonna take it to work." And I, all I was like, but "What if the robot goes crazy?" It's like the robot won't go crazy, but I was like, "But robots do go crazy." It's like <laughs> the whole discussion was like, "What would the robot do?" And I was like, "Ah." Oh, Valentina, we, we, we should make a film about this. <laughs> and there you go. That's yeah. the idea. And <laughs> it doesn't make it's so funny. And that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, um, because I think it's hard to sometimes remember where the ideas come from. Yeah. Um, where does the story begin? So it's just literally from a conversation or a, a, ch a child bringing an idea into it and then that, that snowballing, like you yeah, say. Absolutely. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah entirely. And the Space Spires from Planet Hell, that idea was made by the previous class. So we ran out of time to make a final film. So they left on the whiteboard these ideas, our planets attacked mm. by aliens, and they had names for the aliens and blah, blah, blah. And then when my new class came in, they saw the board, and then they were, they were asking all these questions. I'm like, I, I can't give you any answers. Uh, they're not here to explain it. Take they, it and go with it. Go with it. <laughs> yeah. Or not, you don't have to. Yeah. It's just what they were thinking. And then it did, it became their own thing. And then that class came back to reflect and look at how they'd taken their ideas. And they were really proud. They were really, um, really impressed. Yeah. So they weren't they, um, guarded, which is quite something that you can find, I think, sometimes with adults and creative pursuits, is that we're quite possessive of ideas yeah. and processes, and children just aren't like that. No. I can imagine that's quite a um, rewarding environment to make films in. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all are a little bit, though. We all get swept up in spirit. I think it's easier making films with kids in that it's wrong to trample over their ideas. You know, it's wrong to sort of um, become too much of you. It's got to be more more them. Yeah. But that becomes hard. I think as a teacher, it's quite a good... Um, Exercise. Yeah. And it makes you then, when you do your literacy lesson, you realise, oh, hang on a minute. 
I've just been talking for 30 minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It should be way less about me. It should be much more about you guys. And like that word facilitating their Absolutely. learning. But then you must um, spend a lot of that time then uh, managing the ideas of your class and selecting and mm. um, uh, managing expectations about what can be achieved is that a struggle or is that is that does that wear you down in terms of like yeah. the creative process or I how i don't think any, not, maybe not everyone can do it there's a lot of chaos to the whole the whole thing occasionally it'll be everyone's doing something at the same time but not always so um in a best case scenario the students who are really into it they are they work all the time they've gone home and they've made something and they've brought it in and they've just really invested it they absolutely love it and on the worst case, someone hasn't brought in their costume, they don't really want to do it too much. So then you have to manage what everyone does when the, the people aren't making the film. Mm. So it becomes more of a kind of an ad hoc, if you've sort of finished this, you can work on the film, more of a fluid sort of exercise. But the, the mind management part is you've got, to be, you've got to make sure you're still teaching. Mm. <laughs> it can't be like, hey, we've gone off curriculum for two months, mm. we've made a brilliant film. Yeah, those who had a big part in making the film have got loads out of it. But the ones that didn't necessarily get much out of it, they've, they've not done much. And that's not, that's not something you can do either. No. Do you think that um, even uh, the children who may not be comfortable um, engaging more proactively, they can still potentially... The exposure to it is valuable. Even if the, yeah, in their first so. time they may not step into the... Yeah, yeah. taking part as much yeah. um, it's still a valuable experience absolutely and I, I think for some that maybe didn't even necessarily kind of do it wholeheartedly at the time afterwards they just thoroughly enjoyed watching the film yeah. they, they've learned a lesson kind of by being in the process and actually that's um, not to put words into your mouth but do you find that with a lot of your creative uh, creativity in the classroom that you show by example of just doing something and then um, other children step on board as and when they're ready. Is that Absolutely. like a I'm conscious... A firm believer of that. Mm. It's like, I think, being sort of in any creative um, job, I suppose, you have to have someone who's kind of bullishly <laughs> forcing the idea. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't get finished. And that's so frustrating. Every time we do big writing, I write as well. And uh, every time we do art, I do art. And then it's, you can reflect afterwards. And there's, there's days when nothing comes out. Failure is a good thing to sort of say, hey, you know, you can't perform every time. It's like a process. You're sort of always in it. So how do you address those who do feel in your class that they are failing? Embrace that. I, 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 think, I, I think we get too scared as primary school teachers to... Like yeah, we can avoid it and play it safe and everyone gets to make a little plate that's pretty much identical. Mm. Well, that's, that doesn't necessarily help you. I, I, I think we should experience failure and then to come out the other end and say, well, it's okay to think something's rubbish. How could it be made better? Um, did you enjoy the process at all? <laughs> Would you ever, was there any value in doing it how you did it? I think that's, that's, that's more helpful than having the plate. Yeah, you know, the, the process is, and, and, and the emotional part. Yeah. It can't yeah. be all it is. It can't just be a year of failure because <laughs> uh, you haven't adapted well enough to the needs <laughs> of someone who's not doing too well. 
Yeah, don't worry, it doesn't matter if you can't swim, just keep getting in the water, <laughs> mate. Keep getting in that bar. Sure, you'll find one of these times. There's like a balance of that. I always used to shy well away from failure when I was like a younger teacher, and now I, I actually quite like it. And, and is that because you feel more confident in Absolutely. allowing children to experience those emotions within your classroom? Yeah, and you can only actually um, find failure as well. Well, finding failure is a you can you only get towards failure when you allow freedom, like you yeah. allow that that uh, <laughs> they've been allowed to sort of um, mm. experience take that. risks. Absolutely. And uh, for example, today I'm doing this podcast for the second time. I've had butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. I've had questions whizzing through my head about yeah. should I ask that? Should I? Will mm. I remember to do X Y Z? And I remember this is a feeling that I used to experience almost on a daily basis as a child at school because I was quite shy and I was scared of getting it wrong. Mm. But it's, uh, it, it's how you grow, on the other hand. Of course, like you say, you don't want to have it in every day. And it, um, it's, we ask a lot of children, and it's healthy for us to also, then as adults, put ourselves into that position where you're, feeling, where you're recognizing these feelings again because yeah. otherwise, as adults, we just choose not to. I think that that's also a, an important lesson for teachers as well to um, remember to empathise is to say I identify with that feeling that you're going through. You know, I did it last week when I did X. Um, I was thinking today because I was interviewing you about stepping onto stage. How do you find because you play the guitar and, and have been part of many bands? Is, is nerve something that still kicks in for you or not? Yeah, the, the, the same as everybody. Yeah. It's just about managing that. And then, but then, then there again, there is a fear of failure. See, I've been like unbelievably nervous with like some big shows and things. But then you just do it. So I, I, I've always appreciated that other people around me have almost been pushing me off the high board. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, like so I, I feel that we, sometimes we hold kids back from that. Oh, but what if they fail? It's like, but then you'll never know. You know, there's no point playing it safe. You can always deal with the failure. You can say, oh, okay. You know, wipe your tears. Worst case scenario, let's let's learn from that. But well done for trying. You know, at least it's something is better than nothing. And also, I think the perspective of what is success as well. Yeah. How do you even measure know. that? You know, like Avery, yeah. uh, stepping onto a stage and doing a song or creating a song or a film or whatever yeah. it might be can be measured as a success mm. to some degree because you've done it. <laughs> you know, you've produced something. You've gone through the process. Yeah. Um, it's people are so self-critical, and I think as adults sometimes we project that onto the way that children will then mm. feel. Well, you, you've got to help them not feel that so to such a degree, so, so that it doesn't, so that it stops them taking those yeah. steps. I think there's another side as well. I think a lot of reason why why I was really shy at school as well, and I think I I was shy because I was always scared of my audience. I thought that they would see something in me or I would do something that. They'd laugh at me forever. Like mm. I could never get over it. So I, I was always so timid. I played it so safe. And that kind of a weird thing for me to say now. So I, I really try and make my class utterly supportive. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whatever. And at the same time, I want them to be laughed at. Mm. You know, like it's, it's a two, there's two sides mm. to this. You don't want to be so precious that you can't fail. You know, laugh when you fall over. It's funny. It's funny. Get over yourself. Mm. On the other side, if someone's doing something that really is really special to them, let's all clap. Mm. You know, they took a lot of guts. That's that's really good. So once you get the audience ready, it's like we're we're ready 
you know, mm. then, then you can take some risks. But that, that takes a special environment. You can't straight away do that everywhere. So how do you approach creating an environment like that with your class every year with a new class? Um, it's just different places. Like the, so it's easier now in this school to say, no, I'll make films. So it's leverage. Mm. The audience is already there, so it's already a positive thing. So, so they want to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. The board so is already rolling. They already get it. <laughs> they already know that it's, the film's going to be shown, it's going to be fantastic, mm. everyone's excited to see it, they're, they're going to live up to this amazing expectation. And I have to live up to it myself. So we all feel the pressure. We're all like, oh my God, we've got to come up with a better idea than we did before. And, you know, what do we do? But that's a great thing to have in a year. And actually it brings that class then closer together for the next thing that they do together, yeah, yeah. which might be moving on to secondary, for instance, yeah, exactly. and then they have that supportive network of people who they've gone yeah. through something with. Mm. Yeah. So but the next year, next year to sort of further that, next year I have no idea. So next year I'm going to a school that don't even know me, I'm going to um, a whole bunch of kids with a whole different background to how they have here. They don't necessarily, I don't know if they necessarily feel their audience is supportive and, and warm and loving. And will they be prepared instantly to take the same risks and be silly and dress up as a spider or, or whatever? Mm. I'll, I'll know that when I get there. And I, but then, it's not me front-loading what they're going to do. It has to be the other way around. They have to come at me. With, so you respond yeah, absolutely. to whatever's put yeah. in front of you. And we'll see what they come up with. Well, you have to be quite a, um, insightful then in um, what you see in your class and the children in front of you. Um, it, is that also a skill that you think you've honed over your how many yeah. years of teaching? I don't 16, know, 16? 16 years of teaching. I think so. I think you, you get it wrong for a lot. I think like you do a lot of um, talking over people mm. <laughs> until you get bored of your own voice. You know, like there's, there's a wealth of information in the room and the more you sort of take a step back, you're like, that's actually fascinating. Everyone's lives are, are fascinating and your job becomes really interesting. Yeah. And then it's managing where that goes, and then that then takes another skill set, sort of seeing all these complicated personalities and situations, and you know, oh, we could have this discussion, and then we can do this, and there's lots of different things you can do. But then the films are an abstract kind of version of that. It's more about the most silly ideas you've got. Or, yeah, do they want to take a risk and do things? Yes, I'm open to it all. <laughs> so filmmaking will continue? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It has to. <laughs> but even then, I'm not sure how it fits in in England. Like, I have parents stop me tongue-in-cheek in the street and say, oh, I hear all you do is make films. And I'm like, I, and my answer is the same. I'm like, I wish that was true. <laughs> I actually just wish that was true. I think I could get most of the curriculum into films if you, if you really pressed me on it. But yeah. There's plenty that I would rather not do. Yeah. But I do, yeah. And so, looking back at your upbringing... What was your experience of, first of all, of education like, your school life? I remember really liking school, and but being really shy. Um, I remember, well, I tell a lie, I remember, I remember being scared at school, I had to move school. My mum and my dad divorced when I was young, so it's quite, it's kind of quite turbulent. So I remember starting a new school and crying for a, a long time and having one friend. And what age was that? Um, I think I was like five, hmm. so I, I really remember it. And then school just not being somewhere that I wanted to be. And I, I just never, never really did anything. Then there was this art competition. I took part in it and, uh, and I won second place. And I really <laughs> vividly remember it. And uh, this one teacher, she hung my picture on the wall. 
I was so proud. And every day I wanted to live up to that. So I just got drawing, drawing, drawing. And, and she was so positive in a way that many of my other teachers weren't. It was more about um, fitting into the criteria of what everyone has to do. And I, I think, well, it, it might have been that, or it might have just been me having other things in my mind. But either way, this one teacher, she was so nice. She was, so, she was called Mrs. Kitchener. I don't remember any of the other names. And she brilliant. was so, so warm and special. And doesn't everybody have somebody like that? <coughs> everybody you talk to can remember somebody like that, which is why I, one of the reasons I wanted to do these, this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. it's those people that I want yeah. to talk to, you know, yeah. the people who will be remembered, who Change made a life. difference. Yeah, really. And that sounds so twee, doesn't it? But actually, it, you know, as you say, I remember somebody like that. Um, for me, there was two English teachers, Mr. Sheringham and Mr. Gray at secondary school. And they were brilliant. And mm. they, you know, they're the reason why I ended up becoming a teacher because um, they just, they, they made me believe that I could do it, you know. And um, what, what, how do you do that? You know, how do you mm. get that to, across to children? You know, well, when you have to know them, don't you? Mm. And you have to know that hanging that picture on that wall is going to mean so much to that child in front of you. It's such a small gesture, yeah. but it means such a great deal. It does. Um, and it takes quite a lot of, well, I say a lot, it actually just takes um, sitting down and looking at who's in front of you rather than thinking about the other million things that, yeah, that, yeah. that are backing up. But um, Important stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Which can, some, Sometimes that, those experiences can be um, clouded by other things, I think. So what about creativity? What does that look like in your childhood? Uh, my, my, my dad's really creative. My dad plays guitar and uh, builds things kind of all the time. And I, I remember him, he used to do this thing with me. And uh, he would just scribble on a page. And, uh, and in my task, like pretty much every day, would be to, to make something of the scribble. And it was really fun. And he would give it to my brothers as well. We'd all get different scribbles. We'd have to make a different picture from the scribble. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 I never do it in my class. I should do. Yeah. And the, the skill I think I learned from that was just to see something in anything. Yeah. You know? There's something there. Like, Paul, go have a look at it. There's something in there. And yeah. I think I do. I think, I think he can drop me kind of in any room. And that creativity is just to see something there. And that can be... A, a useful skill in a classroom where children are coming into the same space every day for a year. So how do you um, encourage that in them? There's a nature and nurture thing here as well, because maybe some people might feel that they're not, they can't see the abstract mm. like that. I think then there's just a constant environment. Like, um, yeah, I'd say there will certainly be students every year in my class who don't wholeheartedly buy into the creative philosophy. And that's their life. That's their Why is that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you think it's too far away from what they've experienced nurture, so uh, far? Yeah, maybe. And, and, and it's not one of these, I'm not the best teacher in the world. I'm not like every student that's ever been <laughs> in my class. Thinks I'm the best teacher they've ever had in the whole wide world. There are students that I'm sure our personalities have clashed and they would have preferred a previous teacher. Just some personalities match up like mm. that. I've tried through being caring to do my best, but that's just not, not the reality. You know, everyone needs something different. So I maybe represent the creative choice, but some people might not like that. They might want to be really logical, mm. really tidy, 
really, you know, this is this is how I like things. I like things in the little box. Mm. Stop taking the things out of the box. <laughs> but I like things out of the box. Oh. And I, I can see that. But at least they've had a year of appreciating how the other side is. It's mm. good for their education, even if they might have been frustrated by it and haven't wholeheartedly adopted a new philosophy. It's a part of their education to experience that. So you, do you think that um, your experiences of being around creative parents, do you think that that ha- was um, the first step for you in discovering your creative self? Or um, do you remember that, that path that it took, like for instance joining a band or that, you know, learning a guitar? Yeah, yeah. And how did that come about? Um, I think I always wanted to like, live up to my dad. I always wanted to play with my dad. Did. My dad played guitar. And then um, that was kind of like a, a faraway thing. I think my mum's really important in this as well. And she, she just let me do everything. So I'd have like, I'd do taekwondo for like two weeks and then give it up. Mm. You know? And she never moaned about it. Mm. She's like, that's, I'm just going to support you, whatever you do. And she always did. She'd always just push me into doing whatever. So she was pushy, but flexible. Mm. So I had that drive to to do things, but for my dad I had this like creativity to see things differently and then um, it was, yeah, making a bad, being an angry teenager, I think that's the defining point, getting into like punk music, and all, mm. playing guitar with three mates, playing in a band, playing in venues at 16 when they're like, you know, as adults, you're the third band on the bill mm. and it's an like, adult band, <laughs> it's like a weird <laughs> environment, like we're just kids. We're playing at this venue, like, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even really be allowed to do that anymore. That's kind of, that's my first memories of playing gigs. It's like a real, like, there's no, this isn't School of Rocks, like, get out there, you're on. And how does that compare to the creative process of making films? Is there, there must be parallels. So similar. Yeah. It's in- just talking to people about it. A band is the same thing as a film, and it's just like, there's a bunch of people in a room, and you've just got to share ideas for a while, and then someone's got to be slightly more um, clear about what the outcome should be and it galvanizes everybody and yeah. everyone wants it, everyone wants that clear voice to be the band leader to go, oh no, no, the song, we should do this one and then, uh, you know, jump in and do this, oh, that sounds great. So coming back to like that creative process that you talked about with the idea of them that they can come from anything, um, do you always then have um, like a point where you want to arrive? And how do you define that? Is it like a time point, or is it a, a, what it a, like a visual point, or is I think it's, it's like a vision. I, I, and it's gonna sound, that sounds so fake. <laughs> I, I heard it come out of my mouth. Oh, you're from Stevenage. It's like a vision. I just like to see things. It's like <laughs> floats down from the clouds. It's like so amazing. You probably don't see it because you're not like me. <laughs> It's just sounding ridiculous, but it honestly is like like before I, I, I like play guitar, I like I really dreamed of being on a stage, just like mm. I don't know, like see me now sort of thing, and then I kind of like work to live up to that, and then I'd be I'd honestly because that was the dream, I'd walk around the street humming songs, and then just wrote the songs I was humming, and it was like it was that easy, and now that I know I'm not going to be in a band again. Well, I will actually. I'm joining a family and go back to England. Brilliant. So I have those visions again. Yeah. I've started doodling and writing songs. And the again. ideas are already coming. They're coming. I, yeah. I know they're there already. Yeah. But then it changed to becoming films. So I'd be walking around everywhere looking at things that look, could fit a story. And you know, someone would tell me a story. Like, oh man, it'd be really cool for this. And I keep them all stored in there. 
I like these visions of the end product, possible end products. Mm. And it's not that there's five, there's like five million. Yeah, and, and you just have to pick one. Constantly tiring. <laughs> yeah. And until someone reminds me of something, ah, oh, man, I totally remember like the book I was saying I was going to write as well. I drew the whole thing out. I've also, I've, I've got all these storyboards that I've drawn down as, in comic form. And uh, it's frustrating, but that's the process. Do you, um, do you co continually pick up and drop off projects? Or yeah, are I do. You I do. One it, and then it, there are those that I'm, I'm frustrated yeah. by that I should have done more with, but then your life changes. It's also your life is another yeah. part of this that like you can't relentlessly jump on the treadmill of what you'd like to do. It's there. Things get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> life gets in the way. And did that used to, um, or does it still? Do you find that frustrating, or is it just something you've got used to as part of like that creative kind of world or yeah. experience? It's frustrating, I suppose. Yeah, it is frustrating. It's frustrating because you can't immerse yourself yeah. as much as you so should. I, I find that I'm a, I'm a, I like, to, I always have immersed myself in something when I want to do something well, particularly mm. because I need the the thoughts. It takes me so long yeah. to get in the zone, if you like. Yeah, totally. That once you're there, you 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 want to stay, and then it, it interferes with everything else you're doing as well. But having a family and also a job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's not possible. It just means that things take much longer. They do. And I think that the older I get, the more okay I am with that because you know what other option have you got? I'm not going to not do anything. Yeah. It has to fit in a mm. different way. Whether the end product is the same, I don't know. Definitely not as productive as in the volume, but, well, it's fine. That's a frustration, though, isn't it? That really, right now, you've tapped into exactly how I feel. Right right there is the frustration. Like, I feel that I've got to a point where I'd really like to, 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 to commit to, to mm. exploring. Would I be any good at that? Mm. But because it's so compromised by like, yeah, I have a job, and I'm I'm nowhere near as dedicated as people who do those things. Like like being a filmmaker, mm. I could hire cameras and uh, get everything together, but I don't have the time to do that. But who's to say I, I couldn't just do it? Mm. <laughs> and then you uh, need that person behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need me. Just do it, Paul. And that's what I'm I'm sort of hoping for. That someone will just like just just do it. Like one summer, just like let's just yeah. do it. I've got a friend of mine who um, he said, uh, I was sort of talking to him about this, and he's like, oh, he said, all you need for is a million pounds. And I laughed. I'm like, oh, yeah, no one's going to give me a million pounds. Like, you can get a million pounds. Mm. I was like, how? And he said, well, you do these Kickstarters, mm. and then you, 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 know, you do all of this, and everyone invests in the scripts, and blah, 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 blah. And he told me the films that already had the million budget, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, my God. Mm. It got me so scared. Yeah. I got so close to the thing that I thought was impossible, and that actually scared me more than, like, Actually, that it was impossible, yeah. and I'm like, why well, now? I yeah, because now that. you know it's within reach. <laughs> your mate, but now the onus is the ball's in your court when yeah, you decide yeah. to take that risk I got that. and go for it or not. Yeah. I, had a, I had a thing on my door that I was just put on there. It's like mankind's greatest fear is not that they're capable, they're not that they're not capable of greatness, is that they are capable of greatness and I haven't done anything about it. Yeah, but like, that is my that's the thing that keeps me awake at night. <laughs> yeah. I should be doing something with it. Uh, but that's a good feeling. Yeah, know? because it's always an option. Yeah, it, dry, it inspires you. To, it doesn't inspire you. It kicks you up the arse to do more. And also, everything that, that um, you know, you can't go from, from nothing to that. You yeah, know, if yeah. you want to decide you want to mm. do that, then uh, if you're asking for funding, for instance, then somebody wants to know, you know, 
show me what you've done so far and everything. Totally. <laughs> 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 Ooh, holiday photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it might continue like that that path is still open then potentially then to film. And you're committed to because one of the things I find is that I'm I am um, I can't commit to one thing. I love to try things out, the variety of what keeps me interested. Mm. So I'm, I'm having go at films, or I'm having go at making, but like knitting, or like. Because you've done the loom, the knitting things. But it, but it, but but then I'm on to podcasting, and then you know. But that was the end product of that thing, you know. So you did, you did finish that. Yeah, true. But uh, I suppose what I mean is to become um, a, master a master of, of something. Yeah, I'm still. I can't. We're, I just can't commit. But we're also primary school students. Like we immerse <laughs> ourselves in this world where, like, you can't become a master of anything. Yeah. It's like every forty-five minutes you got to change what you're doing and move on to the next thing. Yeah. It's like we 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 live in this impossible, like, turbulent mindset. You're like even when just when you're really immersed in that, even if the kids are fully immersed in what you're doing, stop what you're doing. Get mm. your literacy books out. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. We're going to do science. Mm. But then, so then when you go at home and you try and really dedicate your mind to it, you've been constantly distracted yeah. the whole Haven't of your career. Haven't got concentration spans. We don't have it, and we yeah. model the lack of concentration to our children. Which is also contributed to by the social media sort of small, Absolutely. small information, snippets of it's video. Even yeah. yeah. And then you want to, then always the, the kids that are the creative outlet. They want to live up to that. They think, well, let's not make a, let's not make a long film. Let's do something that's like a meme. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's underwhelming. That's, Using that's the trailer option rather than the full. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's the same as what um, on the previous podcast Charlene was talking about with her independent projects. You know yeah. that that they are long term. Uh, what do you want to do that is new? Don't tell me what you know already. You know this isn't a week long project. This is going on for a period of time, and it's a skill that really needs to be developed. Yeah. You know that. Okay, it's okay to have an hour of thinking. That's what yeah, you need. Yeah. You know, don't don't feel like you have to produce immediately. Mm. You know, you can take as much time as you need. We, you've just been talking about the ideas that you have for films. I mean, you said that you know you have a hundred different ideas. Those ideas are floating around over weeks and possibly months, and they yeah. don't suddenly come within the first five minutes of yeah, you yeah. know sitting down in front of a blank piece of paper. So I think. That's, that's, that's a useful thing to do in school, those independent projects, for that reason. I also think what, what success looks like at the end of an amount of time. I had an evening the other evening where like, I, was like, oh, I got so frustrated by my ideas. I just had to write them down. And I, I just made this, this like, weird cartoony list of all these things I was thinking of doing. Mm. And then that was my success. Yeah. And I just relaxed. Mm. I didn't actually do anything. Mm. It's just that I, I thought about what I could do. Yeah. And that was that was that was so valuable. So now, when if children don't have to produce some finished thing or the, a plan how they're going to do it, just to be thinking about what you could do yeah. is empowering. Because we sometimes um, keep all that information swimming around in our mind, and it's um, using up space that you could yeah. be thinking about one thing more deeply. I actually know? think we remove that part from them. I, I think we prescribe. All of the thinking, that, that that planning of what you could do for them. We we do all that when we plan. We do that when we we sit and oh, it, what activity can you do? And we do, here's your carefully planned, differentiated activities to mm. ensure success. They've never gone through the process of like 
what do I want to do and how will I go about doing mm-hmm. it? And that's empowering. Once you, you learn that, learn that, try to say that, and you learn it. Experience. Experience it. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's when it doesn't feel like learning. When they come to school and it doesn't feel like you've been at school. It's like, wow, that was great. We all run in the door. You know? it's, it's hard to, to manufacture that, particularly if it's a <coughs> constricted kind of format to our day. Mm. So we should probably come to an end now. <laughs> Sounds good. That can of worms has been open. But um, if anybody wanted to start making films, what? Because um, I think that, that people think of barriers when they think, "Oh, I'd love to do that," but oh, um, so what? Yeah, yeah. So what? What are the minimum requirements if you want to make a film? Oh, it, it, I can't even imagine that there would be anymore because everyone can just do it on their phones. Yeah. So, so I, you what, can use iMovie on yeah, your phone. Yeah, the first phone, the first movie I made was on my phone, mm. and that was the first class movie that was shown in our, our school cinema thing, and it looked great. It looked really good. Mm. I made my wedding film. My, my wedding film is a horror film, <laughs> and it was all done on my phone. And my phone was just taken around by different guests. Just going to leave that that sentence in. Kill a clown. <laughs> kill a clown. Kill the entire entire guest. Yeah, so that was just a phone, and I still watch it back now, and it looks great. Mm. All edited on the phone at the airport on the way back, and it was, it was great. So just get back to the bare get minimum. something, your camera, your pocket camera, whatever yeah. has a video function on the it, and just do it. Clicking record, and then before you click record, it's that, like, can you be bothered to do it? Because actually not everyone's into it, so it's a bit of a, like, it's like, can you be bothered to make a movie? How dare you? Like, because not everyone, that's, that could be too scary, but... Well, you might film something and then decide you don't want to do it, but that's also okay yeah, because yeah. you've tried. I bet your heart raced for that little moment. Yeah. Like even if it was scared, it's like you're you're, the, you're coming to the edge of that diving board, mm. you know. And that's maybe when you need someone to push you off because you're that fun. Yeah. And that's that's another thing. That's someone else goes just do it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking Thank you. to me. Thank you. Been a long nice. time coming. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on a. Getting this done. Thank you so much. It's equally inspiring. Yay, we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. 40 minutes. Boom. Oh my god. That flies by. That shows how much we waffle. The show notes for today will be on our website, talklearning.net, where you can also nominate somebody for a future episode.